This is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 441st episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. This week, I finished the final proofreading of my Gaslap Fantasy Wayfair. Hooray! That ends eight months of editing to get it ready for publication. I've still got a few odds and ends left to tie up, and then I'm ready to publish. For those of you who are interested in the book, you may not see an announcement right away. I'm experimenting with some new marketing approaches this time, starting with a very, very soft launch in an attempt to get some clean also bots for the book on Amazon, rather than immediately cluttering it up with all my writing books. So if you're interested in the book, you can search for it in another week or so. I will be officially launching it a little later down the road. And thanks to all of you who have already emailed or messaged me with your excitement about it. I can't wait to share this new adventure with you. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, Writer's Jealousy and Three Thoughts on What to Do About It. Last year, one of your writing buddies landed your dream agent. This year, they published with a great publisher, and now they just sent you a happy dance email telling you they've been nommed for your genre's biggest award. You're happy for your friend. Really, you are. But try as you might, your gut just closed up with a sick but all too familiar feeling. Writer's jealousy. The writing community is a great place full of sensitive, supportive people all trying to prioritize the honesty of their art and the worthiness of chasing their dreams. But the writing community also has its dark sides and none is perhaps more pervasive or insidious than a writer's jealousy. I dare say only the most centered among us have evaded it entirely. But why? Other than the fact we're all humans and jealousy is perhaps one of the easiest of all human feelings, why do writers seem particularly susceptible to the poison of envy? And just to mix things up, here's another question. Is jealousy really a poison? What's the best way to view and deal with writer's jealousy? Today, let's take a look. Art is cooperative. Stories, perhaps more than any other art form, are shared experiences. In striving to hit that perfect note of verisimilitude with our writing, we are trying to share in the larger human experience, just as we are also trying to share our own personal experiences. We are tapping into a collective subconscious that resonates to the same symbolic triggers and archetypal constructs. Most of us want, on some level, for our stories to positively impact others. We are trying to share something good with the world, something true, something of worth. We are also taking what others have shared with us, both in life itself and in their art, and refashioning it so we might reshare it yet again. Art is the ultimate recycling system. Nothing is ever wasted, everything is reused. I believe it is an absolute truth that when one artist succeeds, the rewards belong to all of us. When a good story or song or picture is given to the world, and then given a platform from which it can be shared with the greatest number of people, that is one of the most perfect things in life. In short, on a purely artistic level, there is no competition. There is only cooperation. Your art makes my art better, my art makes your art better, and we all benefit. But pure artistry, like any form of absolutism, doesn't actually operate down here in the gringy real world. Down here, 
it's Rottweiler eats Chihuahua. Down here, it's all my ego is a ravenous, insecure, whining, powerful beast who wants everyone else in a bleeding pile under my jackboots. So why? Why are artists who are supposed to be all wise and ethereal and above the common longings for worldly acclaim so susceptible to dark and seemingly useless feelings of jealousy? Here are four reasons. Reason number one, we're not wise, ethereal, or above it all. We're just blokes and blokuses who, perhaps even more than others, are struggling really, really hard to make sense of our own hyperabundant human frailties. Reason number two, we're vulnerable. There are technical aspects of excellence involved in every art form. Just like a master carpenter, we take pride in our ability to craft solid structures in beautiful prose. And just like that carpenter, we're going to be bummed when our skills don't measure up to where we want them to be. But even more than our skills, we're putting ourselves on display. When that is found wanting in any measure, it hurts ridiculously. Someone criticizing our work might feel their comments are on par with saying, I don't like your shirt. When what we feel they're really telling us is, I don't like your face. Reason number three, we have a hard time succeeding. Book publishing isn't obviously competitive in the sense that my achieving my dreams will rule out your achieving your dreams and vice versa. Even still, it certainly seems like there are limited opportunities for success. It's hard to make it as a writer. Very few of us make any money off writing. Fewer still make a living off of it. And very few indeed become famous millionaires. When someone reaches one of those coveted milestones, it's easy to knee-jerk into feeling our own chances just got slimmer. And reason number four, we tend to view other people's successes as a yardstick of our own failure. When another writer succeeds, especially someone you know personally, it's hard not to feel as if their good fortune isn't a giant spotlight revealing everything you, by contrast, have not achieved. They're agented, published, best-selling, and award-winning. You are not. Pretty stark. So is it possible for something objectively bad to be subjectively good? With a little reframing, it just might be. Jealousy is bad. I dare say none of us enjoys it. It sits in our guts like bad sushi. It's sickening, literally. It makes us unhappy for others and unhappy for ourselves. And then often we feel bad for feeling jealous in the first place. It seems pretty irredeemable. But jealousy itself is neither bad nor good. It just is. It's a symptom, like a headache, telling us of a deeper issue. It's what we do with that feeling that creates either a bad experience or a good one. Jealousy is telling you, first and foremost, that you want something. It might be something obvious, like, I want my book published, or I want to win that award too. But even these statements are pointing to something deeper, whether it's an unresolved insecurity or simply a dream you've yet to fulfill. A writer's jealousy is a flashing neon sign reminding you about unfinished business. So often in life, we sit and we wish for a sign in answer to the old prayer. Just show me what to do. Jealousy is about as obvious a sign as you can ask for. So do something about it, but do something good. Jealousy only becomes bad when it prompts thoughts about others. Secret wishes for another's downfall 
or even just passive aggressively that they might not be quite so successful until you've caught them up are negative in the extreme. Worse, they're counterproductive. Fuming, even suppressed fuming about frustrations with another's success just gets in the way of your ability to act productively on your own behalf. Instead, when jealousy strikes, focus on yourself. Here are three tips. Tip number one, identify your true emotional triggers. Why are you jealous? Because it's your dream to land that specific agent? Because right now you're doubting your ability to even write a good sentence, much less the dreamed of book? Because you think the other writer's success was undeserved for a specific quantifiable reason? That is, I could write a better book than that. It's easy to gripe about other people, whether accurately or not. What's not so easy is facing down our own motives. Looking our insecurities in the eye can be terrifying. Admitting our work isn't yet good enough to help us fulfill our dreams is, at best, frustrating. And feeling like you're doing everything you know how to do and still not getting what you want is heartbreaking. But the only way to address a problem is to first honestly acknowledge what's really going on. Tip number two, step away from the ego. So many of our jealousies are just plain silly. As already mentioned, art is far more cooperative than competitive. Resentment of another writer's success is often, perhaps even always, counterintuitive. If you write an amazing story and I read it, I am going to be that much more likely to write a better story myself thanks to the gifts your story has given me. And then, of course, there's the fact that if a reader reads and loves your amazing story, they're going to be that much more pumped to read another amazing story, and maybe they'll read mine. But the ego isn't always sensible. Certainly it isn't easy to overcome. Just realizing and admitting, A, the undeniable reality of the ego's demands, and B, it's often childlike short-sightedness, is a huge step toward redirecting its power. Looking at the bigger picture of life, art's role in life, and our role in art, is a helpful recentering trick. Humility is inevitable when we are honest about how infinitesimal each of us is within that larger picture, and yet how each of us supplies an inevitable butterfly effect. It then becomes easier to recognize and embrace the contributions of our fellows rather than feeling threatened by them. And tip number three, act on what you've learned about yourself. Once you've dug down deep inside yourself to discover what's at the root of your writer's jealousy, you will have gained information you can act on. You've faced down your insecurities. Maybe what you've found is something as surface level as, my characters aren't as good as my buddy's characters. Or something as deep as, I will never feel worthwhile unless I can write an acclaimed book. More than that, you've discovered uncluttered truths about what it is you want to be published, to be a bestseller, to win an award, to impact readers of a certain group, to write for the pure joy of it. Your jealousy has given you an indication of your progress. It tells you you're not yet where you want to be. It's a road sign saying 120 miles to Graceland. You're not there yet, but you are on the right road. Congratulate yourself and keep driving. And tell me what you think. Do you ever struggle with jealousy? What do you do about it? 
If you'd like to be part of the word player community over on my site and join in the conversation on this subject, be sure to stop by at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. You can always find the transcript of the most recent podcast and add your voice to the discussion in the comment section by visiting the first post on the site's homepage. If you're looking for an older podcast, you can always find those by putting the podcast title in the search field at the top of the right-hand column on the site. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes. And if you'd like to support helping writers become authors, I would totally appreciate it if you'd consider taking the time to leave a quick rating or review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening to the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast, and be sure to check back again next week.